So a lot of comparisons about what the atmosphere will be like tonight against uh, number one UConn. Um, Seton Hall to me was the, l- the loudest, most energetic crowd. I just I think more about that day, that Saturday, where fans were on the floor. Kevin Willard made a big deal about they already had the banner printed that they they unveiled. How eerie it was, and what would happen just a few days later. Because mm-hmm. there was also mm-hmm. the Zagorowski injury. That's right. Yeah, uh, you know, surrounding that win against uh, Seton Hall, but it'll be a great atmosphere tonight yeah, uh, downtown. We we're not we're not taking any more calls. We're not taking any more tweets about. It. I hope the crowd is loud. If they're not loud, that's on you. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a big game. Enough said. Number one team in the country is uh, here, uh, and uh, neither team played exceptional the first time. UConn won by fourteen. You have more faith that Creighton will be different, or UConn will be different. One has won fourteen in a row. What Creighton's won three in a row. Kind of starting to hit their stride yeah. post-Butler? That's a great question because, again, UConn was off that night, too. Um, I, I feel like Creighton offensively will be different. Uh, UConn, UConn, they're going to have a presence, and that presence, even when they're not making some shots, can be good enough to beat most teams in the Big East. I, I expect Creighton to be a little different tonight. Now, the big question is, will that be good enough to win? Which... For waiting until the end? Yeah, no, no. Um, go, no. You go, go, you get, no I, you're a little premature. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I guess I'm jumping the gun on this one, but I, I still have UConn winning this one. I, I think that they they more than cover the two and a half. I think it's it's probably about an eight eight point victory. Right. It'll be in the it'll be a game that's uh, probably in the 80s. Creighton maybe trying to play a little catch up there towards the end, but yeah, I think uh, UConn is uh, pulling away at the end, winning 88 uh, 80. Let me. Uh, ooh, that is really high. Um, let me do a little check here. Let me go to my FanDuel account, uh, which the futures for Nebraska in the NCAA tournament were kind of interesting when I saw that pop across. So the line is at two and a half. The what did you say? Eighty-eight, eighty. Eighty-eight, eighty. You would obliterate the total. What is the total? The total is one hundred and forty-four and a half. Oh wow! So we're getting something similar to what we saw in uh, in stores. Then I think we see a lot of offense tonight. Well, in stores it was sixty-two forty-eight. Yes. Which made it almost seem closer than it was. But again, not a sterling offensive night for UConn either. One thing I like about this UConn team, I this is this is what bodes very well. Now they're they're loaded. They got dudes. They that dudes up and down their lineup. Um they have their big they don't have just a, necessarily a big three. They have a big five plus six plus uh diarrhea who mm-hmm. came off the bench against Marquette. So they got like a plus seven, and Creighton has their big three. And then I'm going to throw Ashworth in there. So they have their big three uh, plus their one. The one thing that is scary moving forward about UConn and will bode well for when they get to March and they begin the run to try and win another national championship is they are very unselfish. Like it doesn't matter if Newton gets his buckets yeah. one night, Castle's not upset, or the next night Castle gets his buckets and all of a sudden, Spencer is hitting shots, and hey, how come I'm not getting my points? Man, for that team with that amount of talent, and they got four NBA dudes on their roster, like are going to go in the NBA draft, to be as unselfish as they are, to share the basketball, they don't care who scores, mm-hmm. Ooh, that is frightening. That is absolutely frightening for teams that are going to have to face off against UConn, that it's not just, hey, shut down this guy. Yeah, Like, I, I think... I think it'll be a neutral matchup. If you take Alexander Kalkbrenner and Shireman tonight against Klingon, Castle, and Newton, I, I think that'll neutralize itself. 
That's why I continue to go back to Spencer and Caravan yeah. are the worries if I'm Creighton against UConn. What do I have for them? You know, what it, what what can Ash, Ashworth match Spencer? I mean, is Miller going to match Caravan, who is a 40% right. three-point shooter? It is all over the place, too. And that's the thing about Caravan, too. It, the way that he creates shots, it, he is, especially from the in the corner, but it always seems like that's where he's getting the open looks. But we just talk about watching guys move away from the basketball and try to create shots. Like Caravan, it, he is – I don't – the dude never runs out of steam. So he's – He's a problem. I mean, he's just a, he's a matchup problem, and he creates a lot of that. So that's going to be a tough one. I, I nothing against Mason Miller, and and just that that rotating four too. Like you're you're down to what we talked about this not too long ago about what Mac trusts. Like that that yeah, area. Does he, does he trust? I mean, is he he's really going to trust Green in this game? Right. Now he'll trust Farabello. Farabello deserves to be on the floor. Mm-hmm. But I mean, how much of Isaac Trout are you going to see in this game? How much of Isaac Trout have you seen of late? Not much. So that kind of probably answers your question right there, too. All right. Brian Christopherson's uh, coming up next.